Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of What Cause Inspires You. I'm your host, Alicia Gupta, and today I have with me Twisha. I launched the What Cause Inspires You podcast as a way for students to share the service they're doing in their communities. We encourage youth who are making a change to improve the world to speak up about their stories and become a leader in the movement. Twisha's a junior in high school. One of her biggest passions is dancing. Dance helps get her through the worst of days and helps her cope with every single one of her emotions. Throughout this podcast, she's going to be talking about mental health, body image with regards to dance, and the stigma around South Asian dancers, and how to use your passion to help the community. We are recording this presentation, and it'll be posted on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. Be sure to check out www.humanityrising.org and sign up for our email newsletter to keep updated with all the podcast links. Thanks for joining us, Trisha. Trisha is actually a local from the Bay Area where I'm at, so shout out to everyone in the Bay. And <laughs> started then. Why don't we just start, um, Trisha, about when you started dancing and what are your favorite styles and kind of just your dance journey in general? Okay, so I've been dancing basically since I got out of the womb <laughs> for a long, long time. And I think some of my favorite styles are Bollywood and hip hop. So I actually started and got trained in Bollywood at the same company as Alicia at Monacom Company. And then throughout that, we had these trainings and we got trained by other choreographers and those were kind of focused on hip hop. And I think that's what where I like found my love for hip hop. And um, yeah, so through these choreographers, through Monocon Company, it kind of made me realize that I loved hip hop as well. And I've been really trying to pursue that these last few years. Awesome. And how did you know dance was your passion? What kind of clicked <laughs> and said, yes, this is going to be what I'm going to spend 12, over 12 hours a week on. Obviously, when I was younger, like, my mom put me in, like, a bunch of sports, and, like, dance just, like, always just clicked for me. Like, I loved when I was younger, like, we had, like, a little troop of dancers, and we used to go on stage, and I just loved the idea of being on stage and all that. And I think when it really clicked for me recently was the summer going into my sophomore year. I went to, like, a bunch of workshops, and I tried to, like, get um, experience from choreographers all over the Bay. And um, in these workshops, we would have like people recording us and it would be so hype on the sides. And just that kind of experience just made me like love dancing. And that's where I was like, yes, I love this. I wanna keep pursuing this. Yeah, definitely. And as Tusha did mention to all of our listeners, we did attend the same, or I did, she still does, attend the same company, Monacon Company. Um, you know, these workshops, they're not super prevalent um, for all companies. Uh, it is something that Monacon does specialize in um, to get us, you know, in a broad range of dance styles, whether it's Bollywood or contemporary or modern. Um, but there is a little bit of a stigma around South Asian dancers. I know growing up when people looked at me, looked at my background, they immediately assumed classical Indian dance or Bollywood. Um, but like you, I'm much more intact with kind of this Bollywood fusion, hip hop dance style. So that's just one issue that I faced as a fusion Bollywood hip hop dancer. Um, now but what are some other core issues in the dance world i think that um some of the issues include um one of them for me i think this might pertain to like certain people based on their experience but for me one of mine is body image so i think like with dance because you're obviously staring at yourself in the mirror for like these huge rehearsals like for mona khan before shows we'd had like five to eight hour rehearsals and we'd just be like staring at ourselves in the mirror and dance is about like the way your body moves so it's kind of like 
with me like I've always I've always not had like the best body image I'm not like super confident and I'm getting better in that but I think with dance like just looking at yourself constantly like isolating your movements it's all about the way your body moves so I think with that like I kind of I'm working on it but my body image isn't like the best right now but I'm definitely working on it and for other aspiring dancers or even people going through the same struggle as you what's something with body image that help you overcome that obstacle and just be more comfortable in your own skin yeah I think like like our like generation and stuff obviously it's about like TikTok Instagram I'm seeing all these pretty girls like all of that you know there's obviously like beauty standards on TikTok and Instagram and it's like so hard to be like I'm beautiful like it doesn't matter what I'm seeing it's like so hard but it's like you have to remember like everyone's beautiful no matter like how big your butt is like how small your waist is it really does not matter and I think like I'm definitely still struggling with that and I know like basically every girl has you know because it's like you're always gonna want more you know, so even if, like, if I want to look like one of my friends, they want to look like some other friend. It's just like, you know, like, you're perfect the way you are. As cheesy as it sounds, I know, but it's it's true. Well, yeah, that's, that's definitely true. And I think something that helped me personally through body image is just realizing that every dance style highlights a different type of body image. So you can never really have an ideal body if you're trying to be cross-sectional with all these different styles. Um, that's like a personal tidbit, um, but kind of switching gears here. So I know you do a lot of dance workshops um, for the community. What are some other ways that you've helped use your passion for dance for community service and some ways that people can get involved? Yeah, so I think like one of the big biggest things as Alicia just mentioned is just workshops so I think like the way like after like me going to like a bunch of workshops with different choreographers I kind of got a sense of like how I would choreograph obviously it's inspired by people who've taught me for like a long time but I kind of got a sense of like how I want to choreograph like what moves are like my signature moves or whatever and I've been getting really really into choreography so with this I thought it would be a really really good idea to kind of just partner with some organizations that mean a lot to me so one of them is Project Morph I'm a part of it and it's basically just it's a fight against it's supporting domestic violence victims in the Bay Area and for that I decided that it would be a good idea to partner with them and do a workshop to basically raise money for domestic violence awareness and I also did that with another organization named Rise so I think that with helping the community it honestly doesn't even have to be dance like it's like your art you use it to, to, to get money for like to get money for like people who need it right so it's like even if you're like you play tennis and you're like okay like what can I do with this to help the community you can probably teach younger kids kids and donate the proceeds right so like a lot of these organizations like they look for um, money to support their cause and I think using what you can do for that is like super super important definitely and obviously with COVID it's unprecedented times and we do have to switch online but I think one of the great things about art is that it's very doable in an online setting um, obviously zoom lag is real when it comes to choreography <laughs> and teaching choreography choreography to students but I think the importance of art is starting to highlight in our community more and more so using that art passion for good in the community um, that's just simply amazing and on that note actually Trisha and I will be hosting a workshop with a small business called So Lucky to highlight kind of just the South Asian culture and spotlight some South Asian dance styles and the fusion mixes that we like so definitely stay tuned for that. Another thing I wanted to say is like with these workshops and stuff it's super important to support other people doing the same thing like you don't want to be like I'm gonna keep hosting these workshops and keep doing it and then not do it when other people are so it's like a lot of my friends like they do the same thing 
thing and it's super important to go show out for them support them and donate to what cause they're passionate about like just yesterday i think two girls that i know from tiktok they had one to support the farmers um in punjab so i think that was like a really really important cause so i decided that it would be really good for me to go out and support them so it goes both ways for sure yeah that's a perfect example of how building a community really helps support and you can really donate to any cause that you're passionate about but it's really just using things that you love and your talents to spread the word and do some good but obviously hosting a dance workshop choreographing teaching is a lot of work and a lot of hours aside from school so what keeps you motivated to keep dancing and keep for me dance isn't like i don't really see it as a hobby like of course it's something that i do in like whatever time i'm not doing school but it's something that helps me so much emotionally because obviously like especially this year oh my god like with corona like pandemic and stuff it's so hard especially because i'm a pretty social person like before that i would see my friends every single day and now i can't right so it's more like something that keeps me sane it helps me with my emotions it helps me with everything so it's something that i keep doing like also one of the biggest things is like the people I've met through dance like I basically met like everyone I'm close to with dance I met Alicia through dance you know and it's like that community like it keeps me super into it because we're always like let's go to this workshop like let's do this let's like create this video right like we keep each other motivated and we keep each other in the art so that's amazing and you really do find your family in studios that you <laughs> met um because you are spending a lot of hours with them, but you also are working towards the same goal. That's just a beautiful thing that unites a lot of people. There is a mental health toll um, with COVID, but also just with dancing in general. So if you want to speak to both sides of it, you know, how your mental health has changed, maybe from a studio setting to online, but also being a dancer in a whole is a lot of tireless hours, big workshops, and also seeing better dancers than you. So how do you cope with mental health as a whole as a dancer yeah so i think it goes like many different ways i think the first thing is like time right it's like there's only an x amount of hours in a day right so you go to school like last year like my sophomore year i would go to school then after that i would go to my dance at school like my dance team at school and then i'd go out for my dance team my bollywood dance team right so it would be like i would get home at nine and i'm like how am i supposed to do this homework from nine to twelve right so it's like with that it's like obviously a lot to take on with school but it's like if it's something like you love to do like for me it's something that i love to do it's that like I wouldn't mind like coming home and doing my homework until like 2 a.m. because I wanted to dance right so I think like obviously like mentally some days like I would just break down and be like I can't do this but I think me knowing that this is something that I want to do and that I want to like take even further than high school like in some aspects like I knew that like I wanted to work at this and I think in another way Alicia mentioned like better dancers than you and that kind of like pressure and stuff I think when I was like when I was like in middle school kind of like getting to like the point that I am right now I was like I was like super like in my head about it I'd be like oh my god that girl's better than me like what am I doing why am I here right but it's like it's literally something that you need to think in your head you have to be like the only way I'm gonna get better is if I focus on myself right and it's like that's something you hear a lot but it's very true like for me like I don't when I go to class I don't care if the person next to me is like amazing like obviously I care well, like I'm hyping them up but stuff but I don't pay that much attention to them because I know that I need to focus on myself in order to get better so Alicia I know like you we like 
both of us go to workshops and stuff like that. So how do you deal with that aspect as well? Honestly, from experience, when Trisha's dancing right next to me, it motivates me. And that's with a lot of Monocon dancers. And I think going back to how that unites us as a family, but I use that as motivation and as a goal that I want to achieve. So instead of kind of putting myself down, obviously, you know, we go into some ditches sometimes and we get in over our head and that's human and that happens to all of us regardless of what sport art we're performing. I guess if we can use other people um, and their hard work as motivation to better ourselves, then we're constantly going to be helping each other and working towards a goal. And, you know, I think that just goes to show that even when Trisha is doing these workshops, I have nothing but respect and love for, you know, someone putting their passion to do a workshop. I hope that we can all support each other in that and attend workshops, host more workshops, research more causes to support. All in all, I think it's just about, you know, uplifting one another and just making sure that we're all on the same page with that. Yeah, I think it's like also, um, it's like a relationship between like jealousy and motivation, right? Like you can either take it two ways, just as Alicia just said, like you can take it as, oh, that girl's better than me. What am I doing here? Right. Or you can be like, that girl's really good. I'm going to look at what she's doing and learn from it. In a lot of like the classes we take, like our teachers and our the choreographers will be like, okay, let's do an across the floor combo. And that's basically like two people going at a time and then everyone else kind of watching. And with that, if you see like the girl or guy that's like really, really good, then you, our choreographers tell us to take things that they did and incorporate it into your own dancing. And I think that's something that I really like to do because when I see people who are doing really, really good, I'm like, I really like that one move where they put that head and I'm like, I'm gonna try that. And that's how you, I think that's one of the best things to do to get better as a dancer. Yeah, honestly, that applies to all fields in life. You know, mm-hmm. see someone or you listen to our podcast and you have a student that you heard who's working towards the same cause as you. Don't think that, you know, that cause is taken and you can't speak upon it. You can't work towards it. Think of it as now we can branch and grow something even stronger and even bigger and use that again as your motivation to work towards your passions and continue doing that. I do want to close off this interview with a topic I know that we both are really passionate about. When you type in dance on Google, you see ballet. Sometimes you see contemporary. Hip-hop is often thought about. Bollywood, not so much. I know there's a lot of stigmas around South Asian dancers, especially in the Bay Area. So what are your take on maybe some of the stigmas that you've encountered as a South Asian dancer, as a South Asian Bollywood dancer, and how have you faced those? I think it's gone two ways for me and I think one thing is that we do live in the Bay Area right so it's like there's a lot of like Indian Indian descent people here and like I think that's also like given me some support because I feel like if it was in like a different area would it necessarily be the same that I feel right now but I think that it goes two ways for me so I think Alicia Alicia and me we were both in like the song team at our school so I think with that it was like it went two ways for me because the people that I was dancing with there I pretty sure I was like the only Indian person there was one girl who was half Indian and I think that some of the times like at that school dance like when I first entered like I would they would be like oh what studio do you dance at I'd be like oh Mona Khan company and they'd be like where I'd be like oh it's like a Bollywood company and I think immediately when you look at their face they're like and I'm like you know like that doesn't mean that like I'm not as talented as you are just because I dance somewhere else like I've got an amazing training in Monocon pretty sure Alicia has two in our whole group because they train us in basically every style so 
just because I don't dance at like one of the companies that like compete and like do all those things that doesn't mean like I'm a lesser dancer and I think that's one of the things that I faced and another thing kind of like the opposite of that is like after I joined song team my like Indian friends they'd be like oh you're a cheerleader now like you're stupid I'm like no <laughs> I joined my song team to get better training in all styles because I don't want to just be a, like a one style dancer like I want to be able to do a lot of things so I think that like when people at my school because I had a Doherty Valley so there's like a bunch of Indian people there it's like all Indian but I feel like people when I would try to say something in class they'd be like and I'm in my like cheer uniform because I have like my song uniform because I have a game that day they just like look at me and I'm like just because I dance on song team does not mean that I'm like not that smart right because I still know what I'm talking about you know and I think that was kind of like the opposite so I think it goes both ways that's super interesting because we definitely went to very different schools and I went to a predominantly Caucasian school um, in which I had much different reactions to me in a cheer uniform when I sat down in a cheer uniform honestly felt so much more respect than me dancing Bollywood like in the quad and people were so shocked that I could do hip-hop I could do a pirouette like they did not expect it from me they thought you know like they equated Bollywood dancing with belly dancing which respect to both styles but they're not the same obviously mm -hmm. so you know I was just a little misunderstood as a Bollywood dancer and when I came out to halftime on the field doing double pirouettes and chasses they were like I didn't know an Indian person could do this but you know, dance isn't limited by your race or, you know, by your upbringing, it's by what your training is. And we have been fortunate in a lot of different styles. Yeah, so it definitely goes both ways and it definitely de depends on the environment you're in. As Alicia said, like hers was predominantly white, mine was predominantly Indian. And we had like totally different experiences from being on basically the same team, right? Close off, do you have any advice to maybe dancers in the Bay or even across the nation um, who are trying to use their dance for a good cause? Yeah, so I'd say like, honestly, just do as much as you can with what you have, right? So like for me, like when I first, like when I first like got super into dancing, like I take like a bunch of classes just because I wanted to get knowledge from like every single style so that doesn't mean like I didn't just take like a bunch of Bollywood classes or like a bunch of hip-hop classes like I'd be in ballet class even though I like didn't I was not very good at it but I'd be like they're trying to do it <laughs> but I think that like you can just attain as much knowledge as, knowledge as you can and then try to give it to other people I think that's like a really really great thing to do with dance because it's like you any any class you go to like you'll learn something like no matter what and then what I wanted to to do is when I like got all this knowledge from all these choreographers I wanted to try to choreograph like my routines and try to like get something that I made myself right and like I recently started choreographing a lot and yeah and I thought it would be a really good idea to try to raise money with what I've done and I think with what you have just try to do as much as you can for the community especially right now like there's a billion causes that like need as much money as and they need to like raise money for it so whatever you can do just try to do it right so Shrishti actually reached out to me first Shrishti Singh, she reached out to me first and she was like, do you want to try to raise money for domestic um, violence awareness? And I was like, yeah, totally. And then she's like, what can we do? And I was like, let me do something with the art that I have. Let me do something with dance to raise as much money as I can for you. So I think that's something you can do. That's a beautiful sentiment to end on. Thank you so much, Twisha. Thank you. And as a dancer myself, you know, I've seen how prominent these issues are and definitely think that it's inspiring that you're raising awareness for it. So all props to you on that. Thank you. You can contact and connect with Twisha through Instagram at 
twi.sha or email twisha.ch at gmail.com. If you have any general questions about what Cause Inspires You podcast series or are interested in applying as a student or expert speaker or even want to volunteer, email aliciagupta2020 at gmail.com or info at humanityrising.org. Humanity Rising is a student-led movement to create a better world through service. If you haven't already joined the movement, you can do so at www.humanityrising.org. We also offer a number of service opportunities, including anti-bullying activities, which is our signature program. So be sure to follow our Instagram and Facebook pages to stay updated on all of our volunteer and scholarship opportunities at humanity.rising and at what cause inspires you. Thank you all for attending. Thank you guys so much for coming.